it's nice tonight to have all of you in the house of God the day before, two days before Thanksgiving. Wish you all a very blessed Thanksgiving as you get together with friends and family. I want to make some announcements. Uh, this coming Sunday, of course, we will be having Sunday school, and there's going to be a short baby dedication during that service. On the 2nd of December, it's North Texas Youth on Ice in Arlington. The youth are leaving the church at 715 on the third, Saturday the third, there's a men's breakfast in the Family Life Center at 7.30 a.m. And you can sign up. There's always already many, many, many people, Brother Jeff, signed up. So if you haven't gotten signed up yet for the men's breakfast, the sheet is out there. And then on the third, that afternoon at 1 one to three after the men's breakfast. They're doing a I Serve Christmas drive, and they're asking for volunteers in the foyer. What this is is that Sister Gabby is in charge of this, and if you have any uh, coats or warm clothing for children or adults, you can bring it because it's going to be free. Anybody that needs warm clothing, etc., can come from one to three and choose from what has been brought in. So if you have something you want to bring or you know someone that needs something, that's from 1 to 3 on Saturday the 3rd. Then on the 5th, Monday, is a Ladies United Fellowship. The sign-up sheet is in the foyer, and that will be in our family center. This is a combination of Ladies United Fellowship and our Ladies Christmas Party. So if all of you ladies want to bring a little finger food, like you usually do at our ladies' party, that will be our food for the night. Then on the 7th, our jams, Jesus and Me, starts every Wednesday night on the 7th. Wednesday night, the 7th. Sister Victoria is in charge of that. The 11th is Youth Sunday, and then the 18th is our Christmas Sunday. Christmas Sunday and Christmas church Christmas party. Can y'all remember all that? <laughs> I guess whatever you're involved in, you'll remember, huh? Okay. Tonight we're going to sing some um, some th- songs about being thankful. My God is good to me. Victory. 
It is a true 
meaningful event that the body of believers that are able to get out and around bear the burden of the weaker during different times. The Bible makes that very clear. I couldn't help but think while my little lady was leading us in worship over 53 years I've been listening to that voice saying and even when she was a teenager take her little accordion up on the platform where dad had all the girls on the platform have at least a towel over their knees if their skirt didn't reach and so it's a really special event and thankful tonight sweetheart you're still singing with purpose, with heart. And I promise you, she would never sing that song if she didn't mean it. She'd just get somebody else to sing it or we'd sing Amazing Grace. Because when she sings something, I do know this about her, it will have to fit the spiritual criteria and the truth or validity of the message being exalted. So tonight... The same is true with you praying for these people. You would not pray for them if you didn't care about where they are headed with their sicknesses, their weaknesses, their needs. And so tonight, our district superintendent's wife, Sister Renee Flowers, is going through a valley as such. But she's been through valleys before. I have watched them for years as they maintain the integrity of faith and a God that never fails. Robert Newberry needs prayer. Jimmy Black, Virginia Copeland, Kaysen Steele, Renata Vanderberg, Brother and Sister Dickey both, Carolyn Flanagan, Deborah Monkers, Kelly Ryan, and two, has two different types of cancer, Nelda and Bobby Harrell, Dawn Parsons, Tommy and Tamara Eccles. He's been diagnosed with stage four metastatic, metastatic cancer. Michael Barnoff, stage four cirrhosis of the liver. I'm going to tell you about Tommy Eccles. Some of you may have been here when he got started, but he got started in a revival when Brother Ward was here. And the evangelist, well-meaning evangelist, saw the excitement, told him to run around the church. Well, Tommy's a football player, so he just went outside and ran around the church. He wasn't used to Pentecostalism. When, <laughs> when you say run around the church, that means run around the benches. But Tommy got embarrassed real bad over that, and uh, people ribbed him a little bit, mean, well-meaning people. It was not just making fun. It was just like, man, you, you had it. And, uh, and he still desires to have a relationship with God. He's had some different things happen and has not succeeded well over some of them. But I trust that we will pray for him and Tamara and their children and grandchildren because this church owns a vault of wisdom a vault of testimonies who, who couldn't but did and who should not have made it but championed the faith. Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton. Saw Brother Ronnie today and he and Sister uh, Bolton are doing quite 
much better, but they're not quite out of the woods yet. Brandon Booth, Kathy Caldwell, Vicki Sives, Nelson and Missy Miller, Michael Green, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow are continually moving forward just a snail's pace, but remember the snail finally got on the ark. Sister Pro- Brother and Sister Proctor, I talk with him every week, and uh, it's just amazing the tremendous strength that he has been given. And I think he really, really believes that your prayers are a reason that he is strong as he is. He has developed, I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but working out at the school, Chisholm, he has developed nicknames for almost every young person out there. And the other day he said he called me and he was laughing and he said, you know, Pastor, he said, <laughs> I decided to mix it up a little bit. And he said, I, I called one of them, which she knows I know her name, or he knows I know his name, and, and he used some other names. No, that's not my name. Wasn't even their real name anyhow. <laughs> so he is maintaining the river of life is what I'm trying to say. It, it's not dead, boring, and dry, even though my heart breaks with him. And he still laughs. She still laughs. She'll still get on to him just about like she did sometimes. And and, and they're just, I, I don't know, they're just wonderful brother and sister. And so your prayers mean a ton. And so George and Mildred Pratt and... Uh, I am just so excited about our young people, people that are calling in and and wanting to know more about what we're really about, and uh, then people that are listening to the radio broadcast. And I I, I trust you're praying about that radio broadcast. There, uh, it's it's a growing crowd, and uh, it, it's uh, it's something that I believe God has led us into, and I believe our money is well invested. So I wish you'd pray for that also. If we stand, and if you have a need in your body, please feel free to come to the front. Brother Griffith and myself, Brother Jones, will anoint you with oil. Pray a prayer of faith. Father, we don't come carelessly to your throne room. We come with passion, with the power of your word, the strength of your blood to all of these people. We are very conscious of their needs, but we're more conscious of your ability. And so tonight, we pray a prayer of faith, of love, of mercy, of glory, of healing. For those that are not able to be in the house tonight, and we bring that name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus, I command the blessing. In the name of Jesus, I command the word of the Lord to take seed in the mind, the heart of every one of these people. In Jesus' name. That's right. Oh, let's just worship him as we thank him for listening to our prayers. He's not overburdened.
Billy, can you get it out? He brings a prayer request fairly frequently of somebody way out yonder, somebody that's in need, and he and I'll pray over it, and he'll get make sure it gets there. Go ahead, Sister Dale. Sister Singh. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Dale. Praise God. Brother Jeff. Sister Jeff. Praise God. Praise God. Lord said he'd guide you with his eye. <laughs> well, I saw somebody else hold your hand up. Okay. Move right over here.
why. Let me say something about her. She has, in behalf of many people, been over and spent a lot of hours with Sister Vicki. And I know a lot of you have, too, but she has really committed a lot of time over there. Okay, Sister Nail, you want to start a kick it off from that corner? sister to testify for both of you. Okay. <laughs> they are absolutely precious. Okay, Sister Tammy. Our wonderful new family. I'll let mother start us off. Sister. 
Praise God. Awesome. And I would like first before I minister the word to stand and let's pray and thank God for the country that we have been privileged to live in so far. It still gives us the freedom to be who we desire to be. Father, there is no way that I can thank you enough for everything. But I thank you for our city. Thank you for every word of God that goes across every pulpit that is transformed in every jobs market everywhere. I am glad that you have given us the privilege of sharing life with people that matter and a passion and a purpose to help direct the steps of the weary. In Jesus' name, praise God. Why don't we just clap our hands as we see you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, uh, I tell you, it's, uh, as you're seated, it's uh, been a really good day today thinking about the Thanksgiving season and the heartbreak and heartbeat of God. The heartbreak comes from the fact that he was broken and wounded for our transgressions and so thankful that the purity of God maintains its integrity in spite of the lack of trust in him. He has never failed to be an ever-present help in the time of need. And I have had to take advantage of it from my childhood to the present time. And I have never gone to his altar and found him on vacation. He has always been an ever-present help. I come tonight with a passion and hopefully a purpose, and uh, I am believing that this is going to be one of the greatest Thanksgivings and the greatest Thanksgiving season, particularly for believers. I believe that unbelievers are going to take advantage of the bread of life, and there is more reason now than ever to draw nigh to him with a thankful heart. When you study the varied places of the word thankful, thanks, thanksgiving type uh, words, it uh, truly raises up something very special. And in that, we join each other, strengthening each other, both in worship services and sharing testimonies of power, deliverance, and overcoming the world and its problems, its problems. And while the world talks to each other about trouble, and there's never a problem talking about trouble if we don't uh, uh, get just bogged down in the trouble and tell people, but I know he's going to come through because he has so many times. And, and I think that ought to be a, a finale to every conversation, just like it is on a letter, I love you or looking forward to seeing you or something like that. We may tell them any kind of thing, but 
at the close, we, we get down to a more serious uh, deal here. I'm pressing the wrong button. And so in him, we move, live, and have our relationship. At the, the word in the Bible uses the term being with each day, including the eternal day. There is no day different except that one day while we're thanking him and living in a spiritual cocoon of thankfulness that all of a sudden those people that have entertained his presence will suddenly take the wings and uh, fly away. So, oh, how I love him, how I adore him, a song that we have sung through the years and uh, as, even as a young person, uh, I can remember and reflect on, on the thrill of the spirit that was upgraded in a service where the people of God who had gone through things and, and still with genuine heart, oh, how, Brother uh, Hugh Rose, you remember how, how he would do that. And at our conferences and camps and across the, uh, him and, uh, uh, well, I won't say it all, but the, I met him back when we were in De Quincey, Louisiana. Dad had a tent meeting going. And Brother Hugh Rose, Rose. And uh, ever since then, he has been a part of my life. Now, we're going to share in a great service tonight. I, uh, I questioned myself about that little slide there. But how a normal person celebrates gets out in the backyard and gets a bottle typically and uh, just uh, carries on. A teenager, they find a free parking spot and they're shouting. No longer do they have to pay anything to get where they at. Mom and dad take care of it or mom and dad's taking care of this. And I, I just thought it was sort of humorous that uh, I, I don't even know how I found this little cartoon thing, but uh, a, a grad student celebrates by one different thing and others celebrate by different things, but the children of the Lord celebrate with thankfulness, with a strong gratuity of praise and obedience. So reasons are available for great thanksgiving. Genesis 6 and 88, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The land in Deuteronomy which the Lord careth for, the eyes of the Lord my God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even to the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, always future, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments and I, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all of your soul that I will give you the rain of your land. Now, we understand, and I, I want to pause there just for a minute. We understand that the latter rain is not a physical rain, but a spiritual rain. The spirit and the rain, the spirit and the water, and the spirit of the God Almighty is what causes the seed or the word to grow. And so in this setting, he said, I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. And so there is a time 
as, as the Ecclesiastes, the wise man, wrote it. And he said, there is a time to everything under the sun. And so basically, depending on how close we get to God in prayer and how close we live in the spirit as to how quickly the maturation process of the word becoming a part of our hands, of our vision, and our ability. All of those things are created as we mature ourselves in prayer, our praise, our thankfulness. And so in this thankfulness, we actually begin to nurture maybe seeds that were sown in us years ago. And uh, finally, they come to fruitfulness because the word of the Lord never dies. Now, other seeds may die, but the word of the Lord is sure, and it's always a, a, a ability, has an ability to be maturated or to grow up into us. So, the first rain and the latter rain that you may gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. And again, he uses the general substance of life to prepare our minds for the spiritual virtues. And that's, I mean, anybody that's got any kind of sense that lives like a devil or whatever can take advantage of corn and take advantage of water and can take advantage of other things. God doesn't hold back his mercies to everybody. But his glories is the other side of the fence. And that's where the maturation or the fruits of the word of God begin to maturate in our hands, our feet, our thought patterns, the way we live, the way we uh, cherish uh, things in life. And so it, it, it's a huge thing that we've uh, got going here. Uh, there should be one more that rises up there at the top. Okay. Well, I didn't get that bottom one. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. I always thought, I mean, years ago, how does your heart get deceived? I, I, I used to think about that all the time. I think, like, how can your heart get deceived? Well, out of the heart, the issues of life, and then... When a man's heart gets pure or clean, no ill will, no holding grudges against people, that's a pure heart. It's a clean heart. And the reason in the terminology there, the heart, is what sends the blood out through the entire body to cleanse it. And that's one of the reasons I've always appreciated Epcot and getting the privilege to go because uh, you're... Uh, your uh, glands up here, and, and and if you remember, some of you still re remember maybe getting a vaccination on your shoulder, and uh, some of that, and and what what that does, that gives you a little bit of the smallpox to start with. But what happens is your lymph glands store that information, and this is tremendous tremendous knowledge to me, how God created these bodies to give us an immunization against things. Well, he doesn't just do that in the physical. 
he does that in the spiritual. And he said, so don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials that have come to try you. Because when you come forth, you're going to become more valuable. In other words, when you learn how to overcome something, you will use that same process and power level to overcome the next big mountain. And the first thing you know, you're crawling across the top of all the mountains. Nothing formed against you can prosper. Well, that gets huge. But that is exercising yourself to godliness or growing in grace and in knowledge. And, and you know, it's just... It's just routine for people to want to quit doing anything futuristic as they age. Just want to sit down and enjoy what they did. But that's not so with the church. He said, if you continue in the faith, that faith is active as much as it is the day I started. And so I have to remind myself, I can't just sit down and enjoy just sitting around. No. And so this next step here. Grow in grace will have already started into it. Exceed the things that are already developed. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. You will never know the rest of the story until you get over there. But if you stop growing in grace now, you have threatened the future forever. That's why I said, hear me. My sheep hear my voice, know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. It's all action. That word follow there can be just tempered and distempered down to the place where, oh, oh, yeah, I saw that and I saw this. No, no, no. Follow me, Paul said, as I follow Christ. He never stops with a period to your life. The period is put there by God when he says, you have reached the time of your departure on earth. Either well done, you kept growing, or I'm sorry, you decided you had enough of me. So grow in grace and in knowledge is critical. So your faith will lead you further into the superlatives. We have more reason to be thankful than what we have already experienced. I am thankful for the opportunity of another day. I am believing that tomorrow I am going to affect 10 people. However I do it, I am going to affect them in a positive way. I've made up my mind to that every day. I do not intend to go through a day that with the, Bible, with the knowledge of the earth saying their statistical records reveal that every human involves or affects 10 people a day. Well, I'm not going to let it be a flat line. Them think I'm dead to what's going on. And I'm not going to be complaining about what has been going on. I am going to talk to people about God in one way or another. God likes it when you smile. Well, that's not trying to get them to come to church. It's inviting them to him. You can't imagine how many people are better because you smile at them. Some of you are being tempted to smile right now. It's amazing how effective you can be being a lighthouse in a dark world. They are hearing damnation. They are hearing cussers. They are hearing everything. But they're not hearing nearly enough 
about the Christ except for people inviting them to a local building. So you found the right path. All or everyone needs the Holy Ghost to live and walk that path. So thankful hearts are pure hearts. Until the heart is pure, there will be no genuine thanks. That can be to a child. It can be to a, 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 a mate. But if your heart gets something in it against your mate, you won't be thankful for them for a while. the heaven and the earth and so people are very aware of that and so a lot of our testimonies can be given in very short terms by the way we talk the words we create and etc so these statements blessed are the pure in heart well how do you purify your heart faith faith reaches out and gets the bread and bread is what makes the brain and the heart synchronize. Because the heart is what purifies the head. The blood don't get up there right, and the head won't work right. So mastering life is all about a pure heart. And so blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Wow. That is huge. Unless we don't believe it. That is absolutely astounding that we are in control of how much of God we see. But that's enough. And how often we see him. And so purifying our heart is not like just a cute little phrase. Cleanse your hearts and not your garments. He goes much further with it. We would not think about wearing a pair of clothes that were four days old and had been worn every day and you could smell them when you got five feet away from the clothes basket. How many of you do at least wash your clothes once a month? You see what I'm saying? Oh, I know this is way too practical to sound like big educational stuff. I'm telling you, this is the kind of stuff that's going to make the church the church. He said, my people are going into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Captivity was for the children of Israel. They went in the circle 38 years. They went to church. They went home. They went to church. They went home. They went to church. They went home. They had bread. They had milk. They had fried eggs. They had everything they needed. They didn't need any more God. They just kept going in that little circle he provided for them. And they did not get to the promised land. Well, that's not in there just for a fiction story. It, I mean, it is totally nonfiction. It is true from A to Z. And it, in the beginning was God, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And so we can't just separate ourselves from it because he led us into a new dimension called the kingdom life. And the kingdom life, and this Thanksgiving season, 
there ought to be something rising up in us. We ought to sing that old song real thrillingly. I found the way, the bright and shining way. I found the glory land way. Heaven is nearer and the way groweth clearer for I'm in the glory land ways. Any of y'all know that song? Some of y'all had never been here when we sung it. But that song wasn't written just to make people just shout or run. It was a validity that come directly out of the Bible. And now there are writers wanting to get us away from scriptural settings and appease the psychological conscience of humans. That word needs to be in the song. That book of Psalms has so much truth in it. It is amazing that that guy was able to whip lions and bears. I'm anxious to be in that realm of life. And the book of Psalms offers so much thankfulness. So, bless is the critical issue. The Beatitudes, how excellent are His ways. And they are past finding out. So, Somebody say, I found the right path. I needed the Holy Ghost. Thankful hearts are pure hearts. So in everything, use a pure heart, giving thanks. Thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for my wife. She's a little irritating by times, but thank you. Thank you for my husband. He is a nuisance a lot of time, but thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Because we are working things out. That brother against brother and sister against sister that that book talks about, we don't want no more of that than we have to put up with. We want to draw close to him while it is day, for night cometh when no man can work the work of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, it's getting dark. It's evening time. And we've all heard our friends and neighbors say it. He's got to come soon. He's got to come soon. He's not coming till the church is ready. I don't care how dark it is. I'm telling you, I've got papers from way back. I told you about my Bible school teacher. He said Jesus was coming in 77 and that didn't happen and that's because the church wasn't ready. When the bride gets ready, I promise you that's when that everybody has had the chance to turn to Jesus and everybody that's turned to Jesus and has not gotten stagnant and stale are going to fly away because at that one single moment when everything gets just right, the last person has said, I don't want no more a church, I don't want no more Jesus, I don't want, I'm not praising him anymore, and the last person, <coughs> sorry, has walked in the door of the church and said, I'll give everything I got. I, I want him more than I want anything I've ever owned. And when those two people get ready, that's the last of the, of the Mohicans. That's the day that come unto me all for the final time. In the last days. In the last days. You want to study that statement. Over and again. See what's going to happen in the last days. So here it is. God. 
I tried to find the best picture of a little earth with a big figure. And that's the best I could come up with because God is bigger than anything going on. There's not anything going on that's bigger than those hands that are holding this whole show together. I was marvelous at the fact that I could find a, a picture that would so absolutely picture what's going to happen to this whole thing. That this heaven and this earth shall pass away with a great noise and a fervent heat, but his hands will not fry and his bride will not die. It's not going to be judged with the earth. This heaven and this earth shall pass away with a great noise and a, ba- a fire. That's the carnal mind created that picture. And I was shocked. So study to show yourselves approved of God. No, no preacher, preacher can tell you you're going to heaven. They can tell you the way to get there. But you're going to have to figure it out in yourself whether you and God are walking alone. I can't make any of you do it. But I'm going to preach him and him crucified. I'm going to preach him out of a grave. I'm going to preach him coming now. And I'm going to preach him coming back. I am going to preach Jesus because Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, no man can get to the source of this whole show without going through the name and the blood and the power and the walking the faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I could run these aisles right now just thinking that we're this close to Jesus Christ. I could run these aisles right now just thinking that this hope inside of me is about to turn my whole world to a new future. I will not give in to this world. I will not give in to the castigating influence of people that have gone to church and don't like it anymore. I will never give in to that stuff. I'm telling you, he is still my bright and morning star. He is still the lily of my valley. He is still the triumphant king of my life. He is still the wisdom of all life. He is the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's too late in the day for us to turn around and try to follow some person out there that's never been born again, never been walking in the Spirit, never come to a level of holiness and righteousness and love for the neighbor. It's not happening in your world to the degree God wants it to. And he said, when that place is reached where I've gotten all of them that want to get ready and then there's all these others that have made their decision, I'm not going to grow any further, that's when you're going to see the trumpet sound or hear the trumpet sound. God-called men are only helps. As we stand to our feet, I would ask you to find somebody to pray that their faith not fail in these days of closing hours. This Bible study has been designed for us to see more future and to have more wisdom and to have more muscle power. Would you pray for somebody? Father, I pray for every preacher in this city I know some very nice preachers. I am not willing that they perish. They have offered a lot of good to our city. I thank you for this outstanding group of people that have furnished my wife, myself, our family, 
with so many nice things. My heart is thankful. But I will never just cater to their flesh desires. I am hungry for the rest of you. And I am hungry for the rest of your wisdom and your knowledge and your miracles. I thirst tonight with them. And I want them to know that I am here for them and for this entire county. As many as the Lord our God shall call. Now I wish you'd pray for me. Stretch forth your hands and pray for my wife and I'm going to join her on the floor. We are most thankful for every one of you. My wife and I talk about it often. How wonderful it's been to walk with you. Thank you so much for all of your congeniality through the years. And I cannot, I, I tried today to think of all, think of all the things. And I just couldn't. So I said what I wanted to say earlier. That I am a very thankful and grateful pastor. Not deserving, but I am enjoying it. God bless you. Let's have a great day tomorrow. Just don't overeat. I mean Thursday. I keep thinking this is Wednesday night.